That's the main ingredient, fearing the Lord, doing what God has called you to do. Whether if you're in the se- a season of singleness, raising family, some women have to work. It looks different. This economy is not very kind to us right now. Mm-hmm. Some women have to work for their families. They feel guilty in that. Some women stay home and they feel guilty in that. But doing what God has called you to do for your family, and it looks different for everyone. Hello there. Welcome to Treasures and Truth with Tokwe. I'm your host, Dr. Tokwe Kiku. Everyone wants to feel happy, but it's easy to lose hope and feel defeated in this chaotic world so full of problems. Well, this podcast is about helping you to find treasures in your trials so you can be encouraged to have hope and renew your confidence and know that you are not alone on this journey called life. So before we begin, let me ask you a favor. If this podcast inspires you or encourages you in any way, please subscribe, leave a rating, a review, and share with your friends to help spread the word. Thank you. Um, So now let's move on to the show today. On the show today with me, uh, I have a special guest who is a Christian and a licensed clinical mental health counselor. She has seven years of experience as a counselor. And she's worked with children, adolescents, young adults, women, and women from a variety of background. And many of these come with different challenges. She's an expert uh, in community mental health, crisis intervention, depression, anxiety, trauma, and family dynamics. And she helps her clients to integrate the spiritual, their spiritual concerns as part of the holistic approach to healing and health. Uh, but in this season, uh, she's doing something exciting. She is a wife to her sweetheart, Robert, and she's also a mom to a beautiful little girl. Uh, so um, so sh- she'll share with you her journey uh, from being a professional counselor to being a wife and a mom to a little beautiful girl today. Uh, so you don't want to miss this exciting uh, conversation. So please join me in welcoming Mrs. Jennifer Hobbs to the show. Jennifer, welcome. It's a pleasure to have you here today. Oh, thank you for having me. <laughs> wow. So um, to start off, I would I would just, I mean, you have a really fascinating background as a counselor um, mm-hmm. and you've got, you know, a variety of experiences, but but what intrigues me the most is the fact that you're a Christian, you're a professional woman, you're a Christian, a wife, a mom. Um, and, and in this season, you've transitioned and laid some, some parts aside uh, to focus mm-hmm. on another part of your life. Mm-hmm. And so I would like to us to start with you just sharing your God story, maybe uh, your uh, brief testimony of your faith in God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you for having me. So I grew up in a Christ-centered home. Mm-hmm. Both my parents were in ministry. Uh, specifically, my father was a pastor um, pretty much throughout my whole childhood. Uh, I accepted Christ um, into my heart uh, at an early age. I believe I was about six years old. 
And um, through that journey, uh, through adolescent, transitioning to college, um, my faith has always grown and deepening. And uh, I'm definitely thankful that I've been able to maintain my relationship with Christ. I'm not bragging on myself <laughs> by any means. I never strayed away. I never left my faith, but it's um, grown as I've grown um, from childhood, adolescent to adulthood. So Christ has been the center and the core um, of pretty much my existence. Oh, wow. That is, that is beautiful. So you've, you've, you grew up in a home and so mm-hmm. your faith's been really grounded. Mm-hmm. And because you know, you've accepted Christ as a young child, um, you've kind of kept that path of faith. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, wow, that's, that's interesting. And, and, and so let me ask you this. Now you're a counselor. How mm-hmm. did you transition from, you know, you went you from um childhood, adolescent, how did you and going to college, how did you transition into adulthood <laughs> and and becoming a counselor? What was that process like? Um, I think going back to my childhood, seeing ministry, I think it was most I have to say it was a calling. Um seeing so many different challenges uh, that ministry presents as it relates to ministering to families, communities, and crisis. Uh, as a child, seeing my parents go through a lot of helping a lot of people, getting phone calls in the middle of the night. So I I, I have to say that's probably most likely in my DNA. So I view the counseling that I did as a part of ministry. So uh, after high school, I went to college. I went to Liberty University and studied psychology. Mm-hmm. So I had my undergrad in psychology. Um, and after that, I transitioned to grad school. So I have my um, professional license in counseling. Mm-hmm. So that took a while to finish. So in total, it took about nine years to complete oh, wow. my professional education, educational background. Uh-huh. So you're talking about writing a lot of papers, doing a lot of research, reading a lot of stuff. But it's great because liberty was grounded in you're rooted in the gospel of Jesus Christ. And you're also rooted in a lot of theory. So you're competent in your foundation, but you're also competent in how to use therapy skills. So I wouldn't that was something I would never trade um, uh, as it relates so, to counseling. So if I'm hearing you, you were you were um, fortunate enough to attend a, a Christian university. Mm-hmm. And then um, being a, a trainer as a counselor, um, you were able to sort of marry your faith mm-hmm. with the psychological aspect as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that that's a really unique uh, skill set. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's really unique. And so mm-hmm. how have you seen that? Have you used that in your in 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 working with people? I'm working with people. So the transition and working with people was was very interesting. So when you're in grad school, you have to do your practicum, your internship. But I always pray for God to give me wisdom. So before I did any internships or anything like that, I was able to volunteer at crisis centers, um, crisis pregnancy centers. I did that for four years while I was in grad school, getting some of those skills um, and as well as serving the community. Um, this is one thing I'm always doing is trying to trying to serve somewhere doing something. Mm-hmm. So after grad school, um, you know, you have to complete your internship, your practicum. 
Um, but before you leave grad school, you have to take an exam. So you have two exams in total you have to take. You have to take one to get out of grad school and one to get your clinical license. So before I got out of grad school, I had to take a four hour long test on theory on everything. Uh, I don't test well. I do not test well, never have. Um, but going back to, you know, you talk about your God thing. God gave me wisdom on how to prepare for my test. So for me, everybody is different. So you're going to hear that me say that throughout this uh, podcast. Everybody's different. So for me, he, the Lord gave me wisdom to start practicing and planning for that test two years before I took it. Mm-hmm. And it costs a lot of money to take it. So if you fail it one time, you have three times to take it. You have to pay $250 each time. And the Lord knows I'm very frugal. So I don't want to take it many times and I don't mm-hmm. test well. So before getting out of grad school, I took my first exam and I passed it the first time. And that was a miracle. That oh, was a miracle. Yeah. So that was for the for your grad, for your grad to so get mm-hmm. out of grad school. So all of this behind me. So now I'm working on getting my clinical license. Um, transitioning to get my clinical license. So I had to take another test, and that was a little bit harder, and it's for the state of North Carolina. So um, I took it about three to five months later, and I passed that the first time. (laughs) That was a miracle. That was a miracle. So I got through those two exams. So I got my, um, at that time, we were called Licensed Professional Counselors Associates. Mm -hmm. So in order to become a fully fully um, licensed counselor, you have to do 3,000 hours of face-to-face counseling. Mm -hmm. And at that time, a lot of the doors were shut for you to do private practice in a group. So you had to do community mental health, community mental health. Mm -hmm. And that's interesting because I felt the Lord was calling me to that anyway, Mm -hmm. community mental health, the community mental health setting. Mm -hmm. All the while, while doing the community mental health setting, my, my focus and goal was to go to this one practice, which was a Christian place a Christian practice um, here in the area mm-hmm. where you can just like at Liberty, you use your, your found your, your, your faith as well as theory. Yeah. It's not, they're not competing with each other. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. So I was planning on doing that. That was my goal after getting all my license. Uh, so I did community mental health for four years and what community mental health is. I was working in school settings I was working at homeless shelters. I was meeting people sometimes on the street, um, in people's homes, um, driving about 125 miles a day. Uh, So I was grinding. I was getting my hours, but I was getting experience as well, getting that clinical experience. Mm -hmm. Now, while I couldn't share a lot of my faith in that, I definitely saw God's hand working a whole lot of tough situations, tough um, client situations. Um, before every session, before every session, I always pray, God, you know, protect my mind, Lord, protect my mind, but give me words to say, give me your wisdom. Because while, yes, I have my education and I, I have every credential, every qualification needed as a Christian, I, I can't do it on my own and I'm not willing to do it on my own. So I always pray, God, give me wisdom in this. So. I completed all 3,000 of my hours. Um, So this is about 2020, the year 2020, during the pandemic, when everything was shut down. I completed all my hours. 
And I was able to transition from the community mental health setting because mental health at that time, I don't know if anyone, you know, during the pandemic, mental health was flooded. It almost broke the system. Yes. I think it did break the system. It did break the system and still breaking the system. (laughs) It's still breaking the system. Uh, But community mental health was different because everything was shut down. So you couldn't go out and meet with people. So I had to transition. So I was, and had planned on transitioning. And of course, me and my husband prayed about this, but going back a little bit, a little bit before we get to 2020 in 2018, um, during the, during my time in the mental health field um, of community mental health, I met my husband um, and we got married in 2019. I met him in 2018. We were married in 2019. And that was a whole God story in itself. Um, but one thing I prayed that the Lord would give me and a husband you know, outside of foundational things, a Christian, everything. I wanted someone who had some kind of background and understood mental health because you can go out and see, I can see 10 clients a day, but when I go home, I have to do paperwork on those clients. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I'm up to two o'clock in the morning doing paperwork. Mm-hmm. And then I still have to wake up at six o'clock in the morning to finish the paperwork before I go see clients. And that's the, you know, the grind of community mental health. It's not easy. Mm-hmm. Um, and during the first year of marriage, that's not ideal. Yes. It's not ideal. When you, when, you know, I come home or he comes home and, you know, you want to connect. I'm up here on the computer. I got to eat my lunch here and my dinner here and I'm here all night. And then I got to wake up early, you know, that, that, so that was challenging, but you know, my husband, Robert was definitely supportive in that. And he was uh, even more supportive in me getting out of that. <laughs> if that makes sense. Oh, wow. So you, <laughs> you've shared a lot and I, I think there's a lot to unpack right there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I'm glad that you actually explained more about the community mental health, because I, I, I was going to ask a follow-up for you to clarify what does that look like what's Mm -hmm. what's involved in that and so I can see you had a variety of of people that you met from homeless people to Mm -hmm. schools and to just a variety of people in the community and so you you had all of these experiences but then you had to still come home and complete all of that paperwork and 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 I love what you what you said that for you, God is central mm-hmm. uh, and you are always tuning in. Even as you're working with people, uh, you're always tuning in and asking the Lord for wisdom, for mm-hmm. guidance, uh, because you don't want it to be about you. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you that you and I, sh- we share that in common. Mm-hmm. Um, I- I'm always doing the same thing, asking, asking the Lord as I'm speaking to various people, meeting various people, Lord, Give me, help me to know where you're at working. Yeah. Uh, It's not about me. So Mm -hmm. move me out of the way. Just show me where you're at work. Give me the words. Show me how you want to encourage them. And so, yeah, so I I resonate with that. And I'm so thankful uh, for a young woman. uh, Our guests can't see you, but you are, I mean, to me, you're a young woman. Um, Uh You're solid. And I'm so thankful I'm so thankful that you sh- you've had all these experiences and the lives that you've impacted uh, mm-hmm. through this community mental health uh, yeah. that, 
um, that you 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 were doing. And now now then we move fast forward into you got married. Uh, I I imagine that first year was challenging. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very challenging because <clears throat> you know I shared I was driving a lot about 125 miles a day, and then I, it, that's tiring. And I could work with clients all day. That was not the challenge. Was mostly the driving and paperwork. Um, the driving and paperwork, and the compensation was not great. So when you're trying to get your license, you have to do. Well, you don't. It's a lot better now, but a lot of times you can. These are the positions open, and I'm not knocking it as a lower grade position because it was. It was not. I would definitely wouldn't give anything for my experience um, doing that. Community mental health. So in 2020, during the pandemic, I finished all my hours. I was fully licensed. So I felt a little calling me now is the time. I felt that it was the time to go ahead and apply for that uh, position mm-hmm. with a Christian practice and talk to my husband about it. And I was hired at a Christian practice. That was what I wanted to do for at least 10 years, work at this place, because these people are solid in their approach to mental health and the gospel. So I was working. I started officially in December 2020. Mm -hmm. I started seeing clients January 2021. It was great. The paperwork was not as much. You still had to do it, mm-hmm. but not as much because it was a private practice. And in April of 2021, I found out I was pregnant. Mm. So that's that's a plot twist. <laughs> yes. What was were you were you expecting that to happen that soon? No, not at all. We were we weren't planning or anything, but no, we were, we didn't. Decide. We didn't think it would happen that soon, and when it happened, it was instant. It was like an instant shift in my brain, and I'm not lying to you. Okay, I found out that morning, and it was an instant shift. I felt it was like something like you know a twist, like mm-hmm. from work to home, mm-hmm. from focus on work to focusing on home. If that so makes sense. describe that a little bit for someone who is trying to understand that that shit. What did that look like? For me, it was almost as if the Lord was saying, Your focus is on work. And I would when I say I was focused on work, I was gonna do I did it with everything. Mm-hmm. I put my everything into uh working with clients, completing paperwork. I was pretty intense on a rigorous schedule. So I felt like, okay, so this has been your focus the career aspects. So now we're going to shift to focusing on home. So I couldn't understand it at a time. And now looking back, I think it was more like, you don't have to choose because I've chosen for you. Oh, wow. If that makes sense. So throughout the pregnancy was very challenging Mm-hmm. I was able to, throughout the pregnancy, they helped, they let me come home and work from home, which was good. Mm-hmm. So that was part of the shift that I wasn't able to go to the office. Mm-hmm. I wasn't able to go to the office uh, every day. So that was wonderful. God used them to help me in that. Um, but yeah, the Lord was calling me home. And 
I think so many women struggle with whether or not to come home if they have children or to keep working and specifically, you know, focus on, on Christian women because for so many years, for me at least, we hear about the Proverbs 31 woman mm-hmm. and what she did and, and all these wonderful things about the Proverbs 31 woman. And uh, I think I was sharing in our, you know, the Lord gave me this revelation this week as I was preparing my notes for us today. And the Proverbs 31 woman, and they say, oh, she worked and she did all these things. But I think it's interesting for us to note that the Proverbs 31 woman is not one woman. The, the author of this particular passage is a woman who is sharing with her son some of the characteristics you want to find in a woman. And I literally just looked at this passage this week and a lot of the things that she's talking about, you know, when she says, who can find a virtuous woman and under it, you see a lot of what she's doing, her works. Mm-hmm. You know, these different characteristics of a woman who is preparing meat for her house, uh, planting vineyards, mm-hmm. making her own clothes. Mm-hmm. She's working. Mm-hmm. She's working outside the home. She's working inside the home. She's taking care of her family. But the the main ingredient is not what she's doing. But if you look at verse um, 30, Proverbs 31, it says, a woman who fears the Lord. That's the main ingredient, fearing the Lord, doing what God has called you to do. Mm. Whether if you're in the se- a season of singleness, raising family, some women have to work. It looks different. This economy is not, you know, very kind to us right now. Mm-hmm. Some women have to work for their families. They feel guilty in that. Some women stay home and they feel guilty in that. <clears throat> but doing what God has called you to do for your family, it looks different for everyone. Wow. So, so Jennifer, um, thank you for sharing that transition, what that looked like for you. And mm-hmm. I like that you touch on, uh, you touch on the Proverbs 31 woman as a way to um to help many of many of us many of us um who struggle with guilt and shame when we're not when we feel like we're not doing we're not doing enough we're mm-hmm. not you know uh, we should be here we should like the keyword here is should we should in ourselves um but mm-hmm. but I, what you shared just now is freedom to know that it's not our it's not necessarily what we are doing or how we are being, what's our heart's posture towards mm-hmm. the Lord. And that mm-hmm. it's the it's the fear of the Lord. It's the reverence of the Lord. It's the honor for the Lord. And if our heart, everything we're doing and being, and is all about that, mm-hmm. um, where we're operating out of that central place of, it's all about the Lord and honoring <clears throat> him, then everything else falls right in place. And I, I I hear you say guilt and shame then don't have a, a place. Mm-hmm. Right. It's a daily reminder. I know for me, I feel I was feeling guilty. Um, and thank God that my husband has been able to, Robert, he's been able to continue to maintain his position. He has had to go get three or four jobs. Um, but a lot of our conversation has been, is it right for me to be home when I could be out, you know, probably making a little bit more money. And then we have to look at it. If I was to go out and work, and I'm not making excuses to be home, mm-hmm. but if I was to go out and work, and this is you know how many families have to navigate today, I would be right back into the high paperwork because I have to see a lot of clients. I would have to work 
way more hours <clears throat> than before. So I would be going all day, come home, maybe eat, and I would to do paperwork mm-hmm. because I have to see more volume of clients. Mm-hmm. So we'll be right back where we were before community mental health, but it wouldn't just be us. It would be us and a baby. And for me, a lot of times, you know, people, you have to juggle things and find harmony and balance, but some professions, you don't have that sort of leeway, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. That, that makes sense. Some, some, mm-hmm. some, I mean, if you're a doctor in the hospital, there's not a lot of give. You can't just say, Oh, sorry, I can I can see my patients today because <laughs> whatever, mm-hmm. because it, you know, a lot's riding on that. Yeah. So some professions are not as, as giving. Uh, in that regards. And so each person, I think, has to look at their situation mm-hmm. and circumstances and do what is what is best. Again, operating out of that central place of the fear of the Lord. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I like that. Um, so so we, you talked about guilt and shame a little bit. What helped you to cope with that? Um. Well, like I shared before, <laughs> a lot of my husband, Robert, mm-hmm. crunching the numbers, saying, okay, if I go back to work, I have to work five days a week. These are the hours I would have to work. But half of my paycheck would be going to child care. So, and I used to, when I was in grad school, for because you don't get paid when you're in grad school. <laughs> so I was working as a nanny. Mm-hmm. I was working in, in people's homes, taking care of their children. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot of work. Mm-hmm. It is a lot of work. Mm-hmm. But so that was my goal was to get a nanny. But nannies now where you could pay when I was working as a nanny, it was about $15 an hour. Mm-hmm. Now you start a nanny off at $23 an hour. Mm-hmm. Um, a daycare center, a good one, you know, a good daycare center. Minimum is about $1,300 an hour. So half of our half of what I'm making would go to childcare. So it almost cancel it out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it- so what I'm hearing you say is that you have to really be intentional. You yeah. have to have these conversations mm-hmm. uh, with your significant other mm-hmm. and just look at the facts. So not let the emotions drive the, mm-hmm. drive the activity or the actions, but rather put the facts to paper, um, mm-hmm. prayerfully look at it, and then ask, you know, how is this yeah. with our family? How is this working with our situation? How is this? How is this going to help us moving forward? Again, centering back to the Lord, um, mm-hmm. bringing those conversations again in alignment with Him. So, so I like what you, I like what I'm hearing that um, you and your husband had that conversation that helps you to get clarity on what do we want mm-hmm. for our family. What's mm-hmm. in the best interest of our family, given, you know, who we are, how we operate, what, what would be the best for us? Yeah. And, and then you guys made that decision going forward. Wow. Mm-hmm. That, that is, that is super, super, super cool. Um, so listeners, if you're out there and you're in this same scenario where you're transitioning, maybe out of, for the season, out of mm-hmm. full-time employment, uh, uh, to be at home with with your children. I hope this uh, conversation with Jennifer helps you and and that you um, hopefully take away some tips about you know having honest conversations, hard to hard conversations with those around you to to come up with a, a, a good solution 
and to ask the question, what do we want as a family? What's in the best, what's in the best interest of our family? And basing your decisions on, on those facts and also involving God in that process. Mm-hmm. That yeah. summarize what you what you just said. Yes, it does. And I, I'm still licensed. I'm still an active counselor. I still have my license and I will always have my license um, up to date. And I still keep in, you know, keep up with the mental health field. Um, but this is just where I feel the Lord has us right now. And, yes. you know, I can rest sure <laughs> if anyone has ever taken care of a child, they will definitely tell you that, you know, you're not just sitting at home. Watch your TV all day. You don't get time to do that. So I'm definitely just with the intensity that I was doing with counseling. That's how I'm bringing what I'm bringing to as I focus on my family right now Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. with that same intensity and work ethic. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, so with that, um, as we round up, I would like to ask you, what's one treasure that you could leave with our listeners? to encourage them uh, if they're going through a similar scenario mm-hmm. or, or they're facing some challenges in their, in their lives. Mm-hmm. I will say, you know, just the nature of being a woman, you, you do, this is something that is not inevitable, like something you can escape. So is if you're married and you, you want to start a family, this is, this is part of it. Do you work? Do you stay home? What is that going to look like? I would say it definitely looks different for everyone. Uh, you might have to go back and look at the numbers multiple times to confirm what you need to do. Mm-hmm. Um, the number one thing, as I was talking about the Proverbs 31 woman, oh my God, she she was, oh man, that that she's used all the time where people say, go home, stay home, a woman's place. Listen, do what God has called you to do. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean we're disobeying scripture. We're not disobeying scripture. We're doing what God has called us to do in this time. Um, so do what God has called you to do. The guilt and shame will come up because that's how the devil works. And the guilt and shame will come up. Stay rooted and grounded. Continue to remind yourself what God has called you and your family to do. And one other thing, outside forces. Now, this is not in our notes. <laughs> People will say, well, you need to do, you still have a lot in you. You could go do this. There's so much you could be doing. You have a degree. Um, you know, you are a scientist. You are a teacher. You are a therapist. You have all this education and you at home. No, you do what God told you to do. Don't, the outside noises will come probably more than what you ever thought. Mm-hmm. Stay like you shared before, staying rooted and grounded in what God has called you to do for your family is going to look different. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of women that are counselors mm-hmm. a lot and they work mm-hmm. and they have husbands and children. That's what God has called them to do. Mm-hmm. They make it look, it looks different for each one mm-hmm. and it works for their family. Mm-hmm. That's not going to work for my family at this time. Mm-hmm. And that's okay mm-hmm. because it's not supposed to, because everybody is different. So that's the nugget. Wow. So thank you. So, (laughs) so um, Jennifer, you just said, stay rooted, stay grounded in what God has called you to do. Mm -hmm. Shame and shame and guilt will rear its, uh, their ugly heads every now and then, 
go back, always go back to that truth. This is where God has me in this season. And the key word here, the key phrase here is in this season. Mm-hmm. So seasons are not meant to, to be forever. Seasons change, right? Mm-hmm, so in do. this current season, where has God placed you? What has God told you to do? Stick with that. And then you, the one thing, other thing that you said, and, and that's a great, great reminder, is there will be outside forces mm-hmm. who will come and say, but you have all this. You could be doing X. You could be doing Y. You could be, well, are you going to listen to the outside forces? Or are you going to listen to what God has called you to do? So mm-hmm. stick with what God has called you to do. And you can go wrong in that. Mm-hmm. Stay connected with God. Stay grounded <clears throat> in him and allow him to shape and guide uh, your season. Mm-hmm. Whether it's uh, to stay, be a stay-at-home mom right now, whether it's to work part-time and and also be uh, uh, stay at home, whether it is to work full-time, mm-hmm. whatever that looks like for you, stay rooted and grounded in God and allow him to shape your current season. Mm-hmm. You can't go wrong with that. Wow. That's true. Yeah. Thank you so much, Jennifer, for, uh, for the insights that you've shared with us today. Thank you for um, coming on the show. I really, really appreciate you. And so let me ask you this. How can people connect with you? Um, you can connect with me on LinkedIn right now. Okay. And it's actually still under my main name. So it's Jennifer Tanker. Okay. So I will have that in the show notes. Okay. Um, so people can connect with you on LinkedIn and I would have that in the, in the show notes. Okay. Again, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that, um, for sharing your story and mm-hmm. your, your current season with us. Mm-hmm. Thank you so, for having me. friend. Um, thank you for being here on Treasures and Truth with Tokwe. I hope Jennifer's story um, of her current season into motherhood um, empowers you to tap into the treasures in your own trials. And I will have show notes for you at HiddenTreasuresAndRiches.com. Uh, again, please remember to subscribe, leave a rating um, and a review, and also share with your friends and family to help spread the word about this podcast. Your reviews are a gift and I say thank you. And so again, remember, God has answers. Whether you have relationship issues at home, at work, or any other crisis or challenges, God has answers and uh, he loves you. So until next time, God bless you. Take care.